Welcome to the Sermon Amp Podcast. I'm Joseph Wheat, pastor and host. And this morning, we're going to be looking at the full armor of God in Ephesians 6. But stick around till the second segment, and you'll get some time with Lee Hutchings, our friend, former staff member at Highlands for 10 years and present-day church planter in Ohio. But first, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 6. You know, usually you have to stand to be able to walk. But in this section of Scripture, you have to walk to be able to stand. Meaning, we have to walk with God to be able to stand against Satan. The first part of Ephesians 1 through 3 chapters are about God's grace and all he does in our lives. And then 4 through 6 are how that becomes our walk with him by his mighty power. But here at the last, he says, finally, in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God that you might be able to stand up against the schemes of the devil. There actually is a personified evil. There is an actual devil and his multitudes that are trying to tear down Christ's church by tearing down believers in Christ. It is very important for us to recognize this because if we don't recognize our adversary, that's a recipe for disaster. Look, in Western culture, a lot of folks just are not ready to say that there is a personal devil or demon. Sometimes they're not even willing to say there is you know, actual evil. It might mess with the idea that there are no absolutes or something. That is until the Twin Towers and 9-11 go down and for three weeks the curtains pull back and we all say that's evil because we kind of know that there really is evil. And I believe that Paul helps us see As he says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities and and, and those who are in high places. He talks about how formidable this spiritual opposition is. You know, one of the uh, younger members of our church who is a gamer, you know, with video games. In my day, a game was like Monopoly. Now it's like this virtual world of of gauntlets and and fights and quests and such. And he said, you know, in gaming, you would never enter the virtual world without the full set. And that's why I've called it the the full set of armor. And uh, like, why go into a dangerous and shocking and scary virtual world without your weapons and without your protection? How much more real life? Real life's also shocking and and scary and dangerous in many ways. And we walk with God. And because Satan is real, he is going to cause us to either give in to him or cause us to oppose him. You know, the word wrestle is interesting. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities uh, Etc. in high places. That's the only place in the New Testament this word is used. It's normally the word is, and William Hendrickson has a good discussion about you know the 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 battlefield formations and how you're with other people and you kind of execute on a battlefield. No, this is desperate hand to hand combat. Someone has grabbed you in order to do away with you, and you are wrestling for your life. 
wrestling, it's personal. There is a personal devil. There are personal demons. They are beings, and they, we have to wrestle with them. But you know, you got to put the armor on. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. Mike Murphy, our music minister, when we were planning worship, said, you know, I guess the armor of God's not any use to us if it's just kind of standing up in the corner. He's kind of like Iron Man, the comic book character and, and the movie character. Iron Man, he's a pretty cool guy. Was it Tony Stark or something like that is his name? Um, and he has cool stuff, but he's not super human in his strength. He can't fly. He can't do things extra, you know, natural. And uh, until he puts his Iron Man suit on. And then he's able to do things above nature. Well, let me tell you something, walking in the mighty power of God and, and putting on the full armor, the full set of armor that God's given us, this is fashioned by God. This is where God's power and God's protection to take a stand really comes from. You know, faith is an example of one of the pieces of armor. Uh, righteousness is a piece of armor. And we'll learn over the next weeks how to put that on. But I love verse 13 that says, therefore, put on the full armor of God, uh, that that you you might be able to fight and having done all to stand. Unencouraged because this passage isn't telling us that spiritual warfare is just, you know, conquering everybody and vanquishing all the devils like some laser show where we just shoot them and with spiritual phrases or something. No, this is desperate hand-to-hand wrestling. And you know, some days victory looks like just still barely standing at the end of it all. And, and there are days when we lose the battle. Did I actually think that? Did I actually say that? Did I actually do that? I lost that battle. Aren't you glad that Christ has won? And this is an insurgency that is going on and Satan cannot win, but he is going to be furious in his opposition to the glory of God and the kingdom of God. And so let's walk with God to be able to stand in the evil day against the schemes of the devil. Let's not stand without our armor and let's learn what it is and how to put it on. Welcome to the second segment of the podcast, and I have my dear friend in person and fellow minister and partner in crime and ministry, Lee Hutchings. Lee was here 10 years, right? Yep. Um, And man, we miss you. (laughs) Thank you. We we miss being here and miss you, Joseph. So there's a story about why we miss him, uh, but I'd like to start at the beginning I remember when Lee and Diane came down to seminary from Ohio and um, was so glad to meet them. They just walked into Highlands one day, and we just kind of fell in love with them. And it wasn't long till uh, uh, those of us on staff realized, we need this guy. So you remember that first yeah, Sunday? the first Sunday was actually uh, the Sunday before you were going down to India. 
and uh, we didn't quite understand what was going on, but I remember Diane and I were driving back to the seminary and said, boy, we love that church, but the, the pastor's leaving to go to India. We, <laughs> thought I guess we, out there, uh, we didn't realize you were going for uh, just two weeks right. down to teach. And so we came back the next Sunday and said, well, we'll see who their new pastor's going to be. And then we realized that, of course, it was just – and so uh, it was – we both knew – I'll never forget talking to my dad on the way home. It just it an instant connection felt like this was home. And I and I think in a lot of ways, even though we've been gone now three years, even though we're not from Mississippi, uh, we didn't know anybody when we moved to Mississippi. Um, coming to Highlands is like coming home in a lot of ways. You've always got a home with us. <laughs> uh, you and Diane and Harper always have a home with us. And y'all, y'all have y'all just did a great job of just acclimating and embracing and loving the culture. And, uh, you know, no matter where you go, I, I kind of had the reverse experience. I went to Colorado as, right. a, as a southerner, and uh, I find where you love people, yep. they love you. you know. and, and that's, you know, uh, Diane and I decided as we felt the Lord calling us to RTS Jackson, and then just Mississippi in general, we didn't know what to expect. And, you know, sometimes Mississippi gets a bad rap in the rest of the culture and country. You reckon? For being, yeah, you reckon <laughs> being insular. But, you know, no matter where you live, and you know this from living in other places, other states, mm-hmm. and, and traveling overseas, you know, there are things that are great and things you love, and then there are things that you wish are, are not so great and wish might change. But at the end of the day, just recognizing how the Lord is at work and finding what's beautiful and what's special and, and celebrating that and honing in on that rather than just focusing on what could be different or could be better. So we just decided, and Mississippi really embraced us. Highlands embraced us. I mean, we, we loved our time in seminary, loved the time at RTS, but really I felt I was really trained to be a pastor and to be a shepherd uh, sitting under you and Bob Brunson and Brad Mercer, uh, Wilson Shirley, uh, other great friends on the staff here. And I really felt like I learned to be a shepherd, not only at your feet, but uh, the rest of the staff, the elders here, the people here. Uh, Highlands really helped train us how to love well and what it is uh, to be a part of the body of Christ. Uh, and I think part of that is Mississippi culture, the, 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 the southern hospitality. Yeah. But at the same time, the ability to really care to have no pretense, and again, we, you know, Yankee jokes aside, and I, and I still get <laughs> Which, some of those. Well, you told more of them than <laughs> I anybody told, that's else. That's right. I, I, it was tried to be self. Which endeared everybody right? to you. But I think uh, the fact that we didn't know anybody, uh, the people at Highlands took us in. Uh, I remember our first year. Again, I wasn't even on staff yet, and so I, we felt blessed that I was able, as an intern and then as an, a, a pastor, to be on staff at a place that we had already joined. And as you know, uh, being a, a pastor, it's, it, you don't always have that blessing to be able to serve a congregation that you would want to join and be a member of, even if you weren't the pastor of it. Yeah, I know, And man. so um, to be able to serve at Highlands that we had already said, hey, we want to live life with these people. Yeah. And we want to fulfill the New Testament imperatives to love one another and serve one another and take care of one another. And we'd already been doing that for a year before I was brought on staff in 2009. Well, you sure did a great job here and uh, are doing a great job there as well. We're going to learn about that. You and Diane just really uh, have some great relational abilities and use your spiritual gifts well. I always told Lee, I kind of coined a term, I always said, I've never seen anybody with as much what I call range as you do, <laughs> like this kind of people range. It really is amazing. And uh 
We love doing ministry with you for 10 whole years, right. and we love watching you. Thank we you. like watching that range. Well, and, and also, can I say, uh, the emergence of your leadership ability as well. And by the time you were called by God to, to head back up to Ohio, we had no doubts that you were ready, and I think that has definitely been shown. Thank you. Well, I was under no illusion that I was hired because uh, Diane was my wife. And so to keep <laughs> Diane around right. and then eventually Harper, you all had to put up with me. So I was very, always very grateful. And, and, and it was, you know, um, I just think back, especially my time at Highlands, not just on staff, but just being in relationships with people. Uh, I mean, we went through a lot of hard things, serious things. And then when Harper was born, he had a medical uh, issue where he's in the yeah, NICU. How, how long was he in the NICU, Lee? Uh, two months. Yeah, and I so, remember it was really But But that's where, difficult. you know, when you're in ministry and you're pouring yourself out and trying to love people, and Highlands really loved us back. And I remember even talking to you, said, you stay in the hospital. Don't Don't yeah. come into the office. Don't come in. And uh, every Saturday morning, we'd wake up to the sound of a lawnmower. A different man in the church <laughs> yeah. had come over to our house in Madison and was mowing our lawn. Oh. And we didn't, we didn't have to worry about a meal. Uh, we had breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, every day for two months. And so you know, uh, I've never eaten so many brownies in my life. It was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and good ones, yeah, too. Good ones. Um, we loved having you just on the staff as well. One of the great things about Highlands, if you able to pull a staff member aside is just um, we dare to be friends as well as colleagues and you got to work you know your friends you got to work through things but there's a lot of joy there's a lot of unity you know that that verse the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace reminds me of of the staff and uh, still going on today but man we miss you we miss that range <laughs> as well we, you know and that's that's what I was starting to say is I think I just it was just a lot of fun and I don't mean that in a trivial yeah. or you know I've always felt like uh, the staff together as a team uh, took what we do seriously but we didn't try to take ourselves too seriously yeah. and to be able to laugh at yourself and and I think that that really is living out the gospel in some ways yeah. we know what God has given us in Christ and he's freed us and so again we take our calling seriously but at the same time we know we're, we're sinners and I remember you saying in staff meeting look if we can't live out the gospel first among us as staff and as pastors mm -hmm. and as ministry partners, what are we going to do and get up on Sunday and tell people that this really works? And if it can't work on the second floor, then we can't tell people on the first or third floor yeah. that the gospel works. Yeah, all the offices were on the second floor. Yeah, at that time. That's right. That's how, so I, you know, I still, in my timeline, it's still 2008. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Lee is down here in Mississippi uh, for a conference, and man, it's just good to see your face. Uh, he has brought an elder along. Scott, can you say very loudly hello? Greetings. All right. So, uh, and that's another story. The fact that, it, that Lee actually has an elder. That's yes. I think that's ahead of schedule, man. It is. Um, but it's just great to be able to see you. Uh, please let Diane and Harper know just how much they are missed as well. Absolutely. So, um, you know, a heart for where you're from, I guess. Um, Sometimes a prophet has no honor in his hometown, and sometimes he does. Yes, right. uh, I remember you having a, a heart for that area. Uh, didn't know just because you're a gifted person, great communicator, where God would put you. Yeah. It's kind of sweet that you got to go back to that area that you know so well and love so well. So tell us that story about yeah. kind of launching out of here to right. start Trinity Church. Well, it's funny that actually Scott Wolf is here in the room with us because Scott has had a huge heart for missions and church planning for a long time. 
and there were some funds that were given uh, from some individuals even outside the area, but who were from where we're planting uh, and planted in North Canton, Ohio, and they gave some seed money to the presbytery wow. for a PCA church, and uh, Scott had come down to this conference that actually we've just been a part of, and he had heard from my friends back in I think one time you met my friend Mark Van Drunen, who's yeah. a fellow ruling elder. And so Mark had told Scott, hey, you need to find this guy, Lee Hutchings. And Mark was telling me that the presbytery is interested in calling you to church planning. And I, I remember saying, I avoided Scott like the plague at that first <laughs> conference because, I, you know, we were content at Highlands. We loved at Highlands. We weren't looking to leave. Um, but I really, I didn't see myself as a church planner. And I thought I had a lot of good reasons for why I would not be a fit as a church planner. But Joseph, as I was really honest with myself, uh, what I thought were reasons were really just excuses. And underneath that excuse was, I think, a very natural and is still sometimes present fear of, well, what if we try and what if we fail? Been there, done that. I was a church and, planner. And, we and, called it the house of cards. That's right. And you don't know. <laughs> and, and But at the same time, once I could admit yeah. that to myself before the Lord and talking with Diane, that I realized, you know, whose glory is this really for? Are we in life and ministry and about the kingdom to either make a name for ourselves or build a reputation or to kind of have a, have a, a, a paradigm of success that really isn't in the Bible? Uh, I mean, the word for success in the Bible is just faithfulness and being faithful to what God's yeah, called we, you. Yeah, we define that around here, worship, teaching, right, nurture, nurture right. and reaching it's, all four all the time. Exactly. And by the way, we need a lot of work on those all the time. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that's success. Sem- semper reformata, right? Yeah, Always right. reforming. So, but, I, but once I could at least be honest about, you know, what I thought was a good reason, and, and I just we just felt that both uh, terror but also inner peace, say, Lord, we're just going to jump off a cliff. And... And I remember praying and thinking about it even during Highlands, you know, if I can trust God with my forever. So if, if we're not laying awake at night worrying about our eternity, then we can certainly trust him with today and tomorrow. Yeah. And so if he called us back to Canton and if it was uh, great and, and going gangbusters, praise the Lord. But, you know, if we went up there and it just never came together, then praise the Lord. And, and we yeah. just, you know, so... I think I just knew in talking to you that, uh, as you said, you know, you don't want to look back one day uh, at the nursing home and in the rocking chair and say, boy, I wish I would have tried. Yeah. And uh, so we, we, it was very bittersweet to leave Highlands, but it was also nice to feel sent and, and to be encouraged. And uh, no one tarred and feathered me on the way out. Uh, <laughs> Quite and, the you know, opposite. And so um, it really was sweet to, to feel sent. I remember telling you, Lee, that uh, your relational gifts and communication gifts, I felt like, uh, and as you're, again, you just grew so much. You, you don't know if you're a leader until you lead. And you were in that process of getting more and more leadership and really being seasoned. I mean, you were ready. Um, yeah. You've really done a good job leadership-wise. Uh, Lee and I have talked uh, on different occasions about different things, just normal church planting right. things. And you've navigated very well as a leader. But uh, I felt like that, that range, that aforementioned uh, <laughs> relational range would go a long way in yeah. church planting. So, so yeah, we... Um we jumped off the cliff, and, you know, I think of in the book of Zechariah when it talks about not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and we've really seen that in many powerful ways. And, and at Trinity uh, in North Canton, Ohio, we're basically just running the WTR. I haven't said it in a while. Yeah. <laughs> WTNR. <laughs> That's right. Um, but basically, we keep Acts 242 on the front of our bulletin every Sunday. Yeah. 
and just, you know, they devoted themselves to the apostles' yeah. teaching, the breaking of bread, the fellowship, and the prayers. Yeah. And just to say, you know, in any context, in any time, I think that's the church. It looks, it's going to look like something different. It's going to, the, the vehicles for yeah. ministry, but those values that you talk a yeah. lot about around yeah. here uh, stay the same. And so it's really fun to see the Lord do that and build that in another place that, you know, it's not easy. But at the same time, it's not rocket science. It's about loving Jesus Christ and loving people well. And if we could do that, it's amazing when the Holy Spirit shows up and really just blesses and brings this cohesion. And, and frankly, it's just a lot of fun. So we got a little Highlands North uh, up in Ohio, but a completely new and beautiful church with its own DNA as well. Um, it was good for you to have open arms to uh, move into. We love your parents. Yes. And yes. Diane's parents, too. Yes. Um, and I'm aware her father yes. uh, passed, passed away. away, what, about four years? Seven years, years ago now. Seven yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember that. Yeah. But uh, we love all your parents. Yes. And, uh, and I think your, uh, your, your parents actually moved closer to your church yes, plant? Yes. So my parents live in the same house my brother and I grew up in for 35 years. And then when we moved back and, and started planting Trinity, my brother also lives in the Canton area, and they have two little girls now. So the pool of children and grandchildren, and then also they've been, from day one, they've been a part of the church plant. And I'll tell you, just like it was with here. Oh, man, I we mean, used to say we would just kill right, them here. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> my mom and dad are way more popular. Diane Harper my parents are much more popular at Trinity. <laughs> Trinity could always get another pastor, but uh, uh, the, the extended Hutchings family are, are very dear. And it's, it's re they're really something special and sweet, not only just getting up in the pulpit and preaching, but as you, my parents have great ministry gifts. Uh, it is a special privilege um, that I, I, I don't take for granted. Uh, to be able to shepherd and pastor uh, my parents as well. That's really that's, cool. That's so neat. Please tell them we love them and Absolutely. hello. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also just that, that church planting thing, it kind of awakens uh, the the desires and faith in some folks that find that they are rather more hardy than they thought they were. <laughs> that's you right. Know? Yeah. And uh, that's that stage where you've been in and you're, yeah. you're coming to, I realize now that you're a, a particular church, meaning you just got your first group of elders, which, y'all, that's a huge milestone. Uh, mm -hmm. I said that so fast, but, Lee, congratulations Thank on you. that. Uh, Pastor Mercer went up to be a part of that, and we were all so excited about yeah. that. But um, that first stage, you may be coming to the end of that now. That is, I remember as a church planner, that is such a special yeah. stage, you know. Yeah, it is. It's, it's real sweet um, to be able to, you know, going from Highlands, uh, you know, a thousand member church leaving that in 2018. And then our first Bible study actually in Scott and Lisa Wolf's living room with uh, two other families. I'm like, okay, here we, you know, <laughs> here we but, are. <laughs> but at the same time, like you said earlier, it, it, it's, we're not doing any, uh, stupid human pet tricks. There's no, you know, yeah. great. We're just trying to love people. Well, uh, trying to find a place to connect, to serve sitting under the means of grace and um, it, it's just it's beautiful when that comes together. Particularization service that Brad preached at, and then we shanghaied them for a week because of <laughs> actually because of ice down here in Mississippi. Yeah. But uh, a little boy came up to me and 
He said, Pastor Lee, how's it feel now to be a real pastor? <laughs> finally legit. I said, finally legit. And, uh, you know, just like the Lord to keep, keep you humble in that way. But uh, so we're now a particular just and – and when I announced we're going to particularize, it was so anticlimactic because we have a lot of non-Presbyterian right. folks. It's like, wait, wait, we authority, we were a church. What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. They, they, they were – I said, I'm going to have a big – I pulled the Joseph Wee. I said, I'm going to have a big exciting announcement next Sunday. Yeah. And then they're like, that's it? Oh, that's what, it. what's that? You know? Um, but, uh, it is special to have our own elders and, and I'm blessed with three godly men who uh, really is a band of brothers and who I trust and, and, and we, we gather around a similar vision and desire for ministry. And so it's exciting. Yeah, we we miss here, but we're thankful to be where we're at. You know, uh, you were in the session room here for a number of years. That's probably some, somewhere else you just saw what that looks like. That, yeah. When you said Band of Brothers, it reminded me of our elders. And, uh, I mean, for those of you who are listening right now, um, trust is kind of the the currency of leadership. Absolutely. And it's, it's why you, you can deal with things once and not have right. to ask what people really mean, <laughs> you know, and right. spend hours. And um, that's a joy to be yeah. a part of. I'm so glad that that's the way your, your yep. group of elders work as well. And I think that's, at the end of the day, that, that's the, the, the word to use is trust. Mm-hmm. You know, you can disagree, and, and it's good. God brings a diversity of gifts and personalities and ways yeah. of looking at things, and that's, that's why I love being Presbyterian. There are things that Scott or Gordy or Matt will see that I don't see, mm-hmm. and I might see things and, and as iron sharpens irons. And so I've said from the beginning with our officer training, it's like, hey, we're going to disagree. We're going to see things differently. But you know what? We're going to do that without being disagreeable. We're going to love each other and trust each other and come out from this session meeting and elders meeting united and, and moving forward. Uh, and, yeah. and when you can have that and you feel you can speak your mind and you, you have the same goals and you have that trust, you know, I got their back and they got my yeah. back. That's a beautiful you thing. You don't have to eat a half a bottle of Tums before <laughs> each session meeting. Or, yeah, yeah, or, or driving home, you're thinking, oh, what if, maybe I, that job at Walmart sounds pretty good right, right now. Right, you know, The greeter. Uh, the greeter. Right. So I could do that. But no, it, it is a great blessing. Yeah. And, and God blesses worship, teaching, teaching nurture, and reaching. And so. And um, he's doing it, y'all. He's really blessing yeah. your church. And so um, we, we, it's been exciting. Really we, um, again, we, in fact, our whole presbytery, if you were to take all of our churches and add them up together, it's smaller than Highlands uh, of yeah. our membership. And so it's just, it, ministries look different. But it, it's exciting. We've got two. Uh, we just particularized in February. We're three church plants. Now we're two church plant. We had another guy who was down here with a conference. He's going to be planting a church PCA work in Kent, Ohio, okay. where Kent State yeah. is. And I was really proud of our elders at our first session meeting. One of the first motions we passed was to financially support that work in Kent. And so we, we, we've been saying from the beginning, we want, to be a, right we want to be a church. We've had missionaries come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've given to missionaries as a church plant. And so we, we, as we've said, we love our community and where God has, has rooted us and planted us. But at the same time, we're not just here for ourselves. And so I'm really excited for the future. You having fun up there? Say, I'm having a blast, man. It's great. It's uh, uh, <laughs> again, it's not to say Ohio's well. Ohio's will always be a special place in our hearts, but we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we're we're getting to see a lot of good kingdom ministry go on. Uh, it's a great privilege to do that. And uh, again, a lot of our things I've learned for where we're at now. Uh, we're part of my 10 years here. Well, I was going to uh, reach out to Lee and, and have this interview by phone later to put him on the Sermon Amp podcast. 
But uh, when I realized that I could meet with him, I said, you're coming down to uh, room 209. <laughs> and, and, they, and I said, y'all know what I'm about to do to Lee. And they went, we know. you know. I fully expected to see a whiteboard in here when I came in. <laughs> Joseph would come. Let's whiteboard this. Let's so, whiteboard this thing. <laughs> hey, we love you. Great to see you. Love Tell you Diane and Harper that you're missed. And we're really uh, praying for uh, we're happy to support financially yes, and, and also just very proud of your ministry there. You. And good to meet your elder, Scott, yes. as well. Hey, now, you know, let me say just whether someone is visiting or thinking about Highlands, uh, this is a very special place. Again, no, no church is perfect. If you find one, don't join it. You'll mess it up. But at the same time, uh, the people here are just phenomenal um, to sit under your ministry and leadership and to be with brothers and sisters in Christ who are honest uh, who are not trying to fake it and just to, to uh, experience the gospel. It's a special thing. And so I'd, I'd tell anyone in this area or anyone around here, uh, Highlands is a great place to be. Well, thank you, Lee. Hey, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Yeah, thank you. All right. Welcome to segment three, Joseph's Pocket Full of Vision. So I'm pulling out of my imaginary pocket some encouragement for your prayer life Sometimes we feel a little bit in a rut in our prayer life. And one of the things over church history, some of the great saints uh, have shown us that you can attach prayer to walking. And there are different famous people that kind of had their prayer time while walking. One of them was Bishop Hanley Moule in the M-O-U-L-E uh, in England in the 1800s, Bishop of Durham. Uh, he was a godly man. In fact, his nickname was Holy Mool, and that's where we get the term, if you've heard it, Holy Moly. But I go back to Hanley Mool and his prayer life. He had beautiful gardens outside the rectory, evidently, and uh, he would just spend about an hour just walking and praying to his father in that garden. So maybe something you might do is from time to time, uh, take a walk alone, particularly if you can get out on a pretty day and just talk to your father and especially add just his glory and his beauty and majesty and love. And maybe this might help your prayer life a little bit. I hope you've enjoyed the Sermon Amp podcast.